Uh, this morning, uh, we're going to continue on uh, our series for this month of January that we're calling Stirrings. And, and really, this is just a short series for this month where, where you're hearing and we'll be hearing from different people in our community uh, some of the things that God is and has been stirring in their heart that we believe are meant to be shared uh, with all of us here. And so uh, last week, if you were here, Pastor Neil gave uh, a great word uh, on dealing sort of with the holiday blues, with all the, the letdowns and, and the depression that, that so many people experience, especially in this time of year. Uh, and if you missed that, I'd encourage you to, to go to the website, go to edgeaurora.com, give that a listen, especially uh, if you're here this morning and you would say, man, that, that's where I find myself today. Okay, if, if I'm honest, I find myself in a spot, I, I just feel low. Uh, I, I've been wrestling with, with the season, wrestling with depression, all, all of that. Give that message a, a listen. It, it'll bless you and encourage you. Um, Today, I kind of want to piggyback on that, uh, and, and I want to help us uh, begin to look forward and, and perhaps take some next steps into what God has for us. And so, so I'm calling this message New Year Next, and if you would, I'm going to ask you to stand with me if you can, and I want to pray for us. I just want to ask the Lord to speak to us uh, as we open up his word together. So if you would pray with me, God, thanks for this morning. Thank you for this time. I thank you for every single person here in this room. God, I thank you that, that you planned for us to be here. Uh, God, that that was your plan before it was ours. And so, Lord, I thank you that, that uh, we're here, that you're with us. God, I thank you that you speak. Uh, God, that it's your heart's desire that we would know you, that we would know what's true, that we would know your love and your goodness and your grace. Uh, God, I pray that that as we do, as we open up your word this morning, that you would speak, that we would listen. God, that we would hear from you and receive what you have for us. God, God I thank you that it is not the, the cleverness of our words, uh, but the power of your spirit, the movement of your spirit that transforms and changes us. And so God, I pray that this morning that by your spirit, you would move in every single heart in this room. God, I pray that by your spirit, uh, Lord, you would speak to every single heart in this room. And God, that we, uh, Lord, I just ask that any distraction, anything that would get in our way of, of focusing in on you, God, would just, just be gone in Jesus' name, Lord, that we could tune in to you. And, and for you this morning, I just want to invite you real quick, just, just take a moment right where you are. Just, if you want to just ask the Lord, God, would you speak to me this morning? God loves to hear from you. Uh, God listens to your prayer. Would you just ask him, God, would you speak to me? Tell him, God, I want to hear from you this morning. God, I want to hear your voice. I want your spirit to minister in my heart. God, thank you for this time. Lord, we commit it to you. Have your way in us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can all have a seat. Qu question for you guys as we get started this morning. H how many, if you were really honest this morning... How many of you would say that, that you believe that God has something more for your life in him this year? Anybody? Okay, you, you believe that, 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 you, that you honestly believe that like there's a next step for you, that, that there is more of the kingdom of God that, that God wants to release in and through your life. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Okay, I, I believe that. 
all right? I, and I believe that for you uh, this morning. Uh, in fact, uh, some of you know this, maybe some of you don't, but, but one of the, the reasons for why this church is called uh, is because of this fact that, that the Christian life, the, the journey of faith, like, like really all of life, is one where we stand on this perpetual edge of ourselves from of who we are and who we are becoming. Okay, from the person I am today to the person that God is making me to be into this fullness of God. And, and the reality is, is that we never arrive until we see him face to face. And so until that day, we stand on the edge and there is a next for us and there's more for us to grab hold of and receive and walk in in the Lord. Uh, I, I believe that one of the reasons you're here today, uh, one of the reasons you even bothered to show up, whether you are consciously aware of it or not, is because there is a desire deep within your soul that longs for more of God. There, there is a hunger in the heart of mankind, for, and it's a hunger that only God can satisfy. The, the Apostle Paul uh, understood this, this dynamic about, about movement, about, about this, this forward movement in God. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he says this. He says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Now, I, I love this in part because this comes from Paul. Okay, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul that Jesus stopped and spoke directly to from heaven. This same Apostle Paul that Jesus himself commissioned to be an apostle. This Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, and yet this guy, this guy says, listen, for all that God has done in my life, for all that God has done through me, I still have not arrived yet. There's still more for me. I still have more to get. I still have more to do. I still have more to learn. I'm still growing. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here this morning and say that, that if it's true for the Apostle Paul that there's more for him, that perhaps, maybe, there's more for you too. Paul says, I don't have it yet, but, but listen what he says. He says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. But Paul says, listen, Jesus took hold of me and now I'm after all of him. Jesus has grabbed hold of me and now I'm, I'm after the all that he has for my life, uh, for all he's made me to be, for all that he's made me to do. I haven't got it all yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm pressing on to take hold of it. I'm after it. I'm in pursuit of it. I'm moving in that direction. There is meant to be a movement to our life in God. Just, just as our physical bodies need to move in order to thrive and grow and be healthy, so does our spirit life. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twelve, 12, he said that the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing. It, it is the way of God's kingdom to be moving forward. It is the way of God's, God's kingdom to be taking steps forward, which is to say then that we as God's people are meant to be an advancing people. That we are meant to be a people who take new ground, who step into new territory, into next places in the Lord. And the good news for us is that God has that for us. We know that Jesus, when he came in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus says, listen, I have come that they, talking about us, that they might have life and have it to the full. It is the intention 
and the purpose of Jesus that you would experience and walk in his fullness. That's why he said he came. And, and so if we are not pressing on to take hold of that, we are settling for less than God has and what Jesus came to bring. You are meant to grow and you are meant to move forward into increasing measures of God's fullness for your life. Now, now how many of you have found in your life that rarely does really good growth happen on accident? Anybody? Like, rarely is it just a mistake, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, man, I'm so much better, like, right? Like, I stumbled into growing up in, in all the good things. It's like, it's like no, no, like, like, growth most often comes by you being intentionally directed, by you taking initiative, by, by purposeful movement, because, because listen, while God will always be faithful to fulfill all of his promises, God is not obligated to fulfill all your potential. You hear me? God will always do what is his to do, in other words, but God is not going to do the things that he's given you to do. So, so, so I want to help us move forward uh, this morning, uh, and, and I want to invite you to prayerfully consider some next steps for your life and your walk with God. And, and, and now listen, e even as I say that, here's the truth, right? Like there are going to be some things that happen this year that you don't plan on and you probably don't want. Are you with me? Uh, how, a, a, would anybody say that there was some stuff in 2019 that you didn't plan on happening and maybe you didn't care for? Yeah? Anybody? Like that's every year for everybody, okay? But, like... <sighs> That's life, right? That, 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 that's what happens. And no one's immune from that. And so, so as we go, I, I don't want to start with what we know or what we don't know. I just want to start with what God does know, okay? And here's what God says. Famous verse, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, I know what I am planning for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. So, so in other words, regardless of all the unknowns and regardless of, of the circumstances we find ourselves in, we can know that God has a good plan for us. Amen? So, so we still have things to look forward to. And, and how can I say this? Well, I can say this because Romans 8 verse 28 confirms this idea when, when God's word says to us, listen, that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and been called according to his promise. So if you are in Christ, then he's saying you are an heir to this promise and that God's promise is that he is working all things, not some things, not a few things, not the easy things, not the light things, but all things together for your good. And again, this doesn't mean that God is making everything easy, right? And this doesn't mean that everything is going to feel good. What this means is that God's always going to be good and that God's always going to work all those things, even the hard ones together for your good. We should expect that, that in every year we're going to be tempted and, and we're going to be tested, and we're going to be tried in one way or another because every year life happens, okay? We should expect it. But, but, but here's, here's something for at least somebody here in this room, okay? One of the things that I think is important for us also to grab hold of is that, that oftentimes dreams and destiny 
is dreams and, and destinies, right? These plans of God. That, that, that dreams and destinies are, are often best fertilized in stinky places. You hear me? Anybody who's planted a garden say amen? Yeah. Right? Like, it's often not the convenient places where, where, where everything is going well where we grow. It's often those, those stinky places. It's, it's often the rough, the trial, the uncomfortable places. And, and so if you find yourself there this morning, you're like, well, that's kinda, that kind of feels like the place that I'm, that kind of feels like the season that I'm in currently, then, then you can sort of hold on and know that, that I'm not in this place of where God is breaking me. I'm in this place God is making me, and God is making me into what he desires for me to be. And so it's not for me to try and avoid necessarily these stinky places. It's for me to see God in the midst of those and trust that God's doing a good work. So, so I don't want to talk this morning about how this year is going to be perfect, um, uh, about how, how everything's just going to be amazing. And if you just pray this prayer, say these magic words, do this thing, perfect year, right? Uh, most amazing, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be like, I can't believe this year is crazy, amazing, and never had a problem, and life, with, all that stuff, right? No. I, I, I want to invite you just, though, to enter into this year and, and to take some initiative and, and to ask some questions and, and to consider how God might be stirring your heart and moving you and inviting you into some next steps in him, okay? So, so I want to give you three big questions. Three big questions for you to be asking yourself and taking before the Lord, be in prayer about this year. This isn't like a, I did this one time. This is like a throughout this year. This is something that I'm coming back to time and time again that I'm asking the Holy Spirit to lead me in. And I, I believe that, that if you do this, if you'll be honest about both answering these questions and addressing them, that then you will be on a course this year of personal and spiritual growth, okay? Three questions for you to ask this year in 2020. If you're a if you, you should have got some notes. If not, I'd encourage you to take out your phone or however you store stuff and just jot these down. Come back to them as you go along through the year. Here's the first one. First one. What do I need to put on and put off? What do, I, what, what do I need to put on and put off? Or what do I need to put off and put on? Either way, that works. What, what do I need to put off? What do I need to put on? Ephesians 22, 24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, now that's pretty straightforward right there. Everything that is old you, everything that's pre-Jesus you, everything that doesn't look like, sound like, think like, represent Jesus like, that, that, that's something to be put off in your life. It's not for you and your destiny and God. And everything that do, does look like, sound like, think like, and represent Jesus, that's for you to put on new thoughts, new attitudes, new words, new character, new actions. That's for you in Christ. And this is meant to sort of be this ongoing process, like, like putting on clothes every day, right? It's that same kind of idea. If you only put on new stuff without taking the old stuff, the new stuff doesn't fit, right? You ever just kept putting a shirt on, right, or seen somebody do that? My kids will do that on occasion. It's like, it's just like these big, mar you can't get anything on, right? Like, like so you can't, you can't just put on new without putting off some old stuff, and, and, and if you just take stuff off, you're naked, okay, and you get arrested. That's, that, that's how that works, okay? It's not, 
But, but both are necessary for our spiritual and personal growth. You can't only add to your life. There, there's also things to be removed. There's also things that, that are meant to be get, got rid of. Uh, so for instance, this might be a year for you to put off jealousy and to put on generosity. This might be a year for you to put off grumbling and to put on gratitude. This might be a year for you to put off criticism and encouragement. Uh, what do you need this year to be putting off and putting on for you to grow in the fullness of God? And, and this is a holistic thing ultimately, okay? So I want you to think about your life in a full picture. I'll, I'll give you five areas, okay, five spheres that make up your life for you to consider as you even ask this question. The first one is your physical life. What do you need to put on and put off as it pertains to your physical being? Is there some things that you have been doing, if you are honest, have been hurting you physically? Are, are there some ways that you have been going about life that, that, that it has been hurting you physically from you being able to function and use this body that God has given you, that have kept you run down and unhealthy and, and just worn out? And, and this is a year for you to put that off, okay? Maybe this is like a year that, that you put off fast food for lunch every day, right? Or, or, or this is the year that, that you uh, stop drinking all that pop or wh whatever it is, and you put on something healthy for your body. Maybe, maybe this is the year that you stop watching that other show and you just go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like you don't just like flip the channel and you're, you don't, you're always like, you wake up every day, you're like, man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, of course, you're exhausted. You spend half the night like binge watching some crazy show, right? Like, like maybe this year, I say, this is not good for me. And I put that off. What do, you, what do you need to put off and put on physically? Secondly, your emotional life. What, what do you need to put off and put on emotionally? Where are some places and spaces that are for you to stay away from this year? Because what it produces in you is not good, Right? Are, are, are there some places that if you were to get really honest, that, that you can't really afford to go because you're, for your emotional health, your soul can't afford it, your peace can't afford it, your joy can't afford it? I'm not sure that might be Facebook, okay? That, that might be CNN or Fox News or, or wherever, but like as you go there, you just find yourself, you're super judgmental, you're mad about everything, you're, you know what I'm saying, you're self-righteous, your peace is gone, you just want to like throw stuff around the room, right? Like, like every time you go, you get into comparison. Maybe this, I just put that off, okay? This is the year I put that off. I, I, I maybe even delete the app, right, for, for a bit. And, and, and maybe I just, maybe I take the the Bible app, and I put that on my home screen, right? And I make that the place that I start and the place that I go to. I know that's at least for somebody. What do you need to put off and put on for your emotional health? Is this the year that you finally decide to deal with some of that stuff in your past? Is this the year that, that, that you say, hey, I've been carrying this for way too long, and it's time for me to move forward in this. It's time for me, like maybe this is the year, it's time for me to see a counselor. It's time for me to sit with somebody. It's time for me to work this through and work this out to see what God has on the other side of this. What do you need to put off and put on emotionally? Thirdly, your financial life. What do you need to put off and put on financially? I should have Tim come up here and teach right now, but you can talk to Tim Kaiser later, maybe. I'll point you out. Tim, raise your hand. Everybody, there's Tim right there. If you, if you have a question about finance, that he... 
Go talk to him, okay? That's who you want to talk to. Uh, but here, here's the question. How are you going to steward well the resources that God has given to you? How are you going to steward well the things that God has put in your hands? Maybe this is a year to put off some wasteful spending, that, that daily Starbucks double mar- caramel macchiato with 10 shots of whatever, right? Like wh- whatever that thing is. Like, like, and you put on some saving. You put on some investing. You, you put on some financial coaching. All right, I, I'll tell you this, that, that if you don't make a plan for your finances, if you don't have any goals, then you will not steward well what God has given you. Someone once said that plans, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. And, and the outcome ends up being disastrous. And so, so I want to think about that. When it comes to my finance, when it comes to this, these resources God has given me, what, is, what, is, what would God have me put off and put on this year? Fourthly, your relational life. What do you need to put off and put on relationally? Are, are there some people that you need to let go of in your life? Are, are, are there, or maybe, maybe not for your whole, maybe it's just for this season. Because if you're honest, they're not good for you or with you. And, and maybe this, this time, this season, this is, that's for me to put off for right now. That, that's not meant to be something that I'm laboring in right now or dealing with. Are, are there some things that you need to let go of so that you can better invest in those relationships that you tend to neglect? Some things that you need to put off so that you can invest in your spouse, that you can invest in your kids, that you can invest in in some friendships and building some relationships so so that you can put on like a date night or you can put on a family night or or you can put on like like a friend's going out at night, whatever. Like, like is is there some stuff relationally for me to let go of is there some stuff for me to, to take on? Is there some stuff for me to put on that, that's for my relationship? Fifthly, lastly, your spiritual life. So you've you got your physical life, you have your emotional life, your financial life, your relational life, and your spiritual life, right? What, what do you need to put off and put on spiritually? Are, are there some distractions that, that, if you're honest, these are some things in my life really distracting me from getting to really know God and walk in what he has for me? In Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2, it says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. The writer of Hebrews says, listen, the only way that you are going to run into all that God has for your life is to get rid of some stuff that's keeping you from the fullness of God. It's not just sin in your life. I think all of us are aware of things that we partake in that are sinful. So he says, not just sin, that's obvious. I'm talking also about hindrances. I'm talking about distractions, right? I'm talking about the things that, the things or the people that just get my eyes off of Jesus and what he has for me. They're not necessarily bad things, right? These aren't necessarily sinful things. Sometimes they're even good things. They're just not God things, and they don't move me in the direction of what God has. Maybe that's something to be praying about this year, something to take before the Lord. God, what are the, God, show me, what are the distractions in my life? Where are the hindrances? Where are those places where I'm just giving myself to? And those, are, those places are keeping me from you and the things that you have for me. What do I need to put off and put on physically, emotionally, financially, relationally, and spiritually? Here's the second big question. Where are the closed doors and the open doors? Where are the closed doors and the open doors? Scripture says that God knows the plans he has for us, but how do we know, right? 
Don't, don't you just wish sometimes that God would like shoot you an email, send you a text, lay it all out for you? Or maybe, I mean, even if he just did that on a day-by-day basis, much less like the whole year, and he's like, look, here's how it's going to go. Here's what you can expect. Like, like, and you just got it all figured out, right? Like, but, but, but that rarely pretty much never works that way because ultimately, right, like, like God's plans for us are rarely delivered but are often discovered. Okay, like, like that's the movement. We, we don't just, God's not just, God drops us. We discover God's plan for us as we move. In 1 Corinthians uh, 16 verse 9, the Apostle Paul says, There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. Uh, what, what Paul's speaking to here is this idea that, that an open door is the space where God's working. An open door for your life is the place where God is at work. So where do you see God at work? Where are those places? What are those spaces in, in your work, in your, in your home, in your, in your school, in your relationships, ministry, wherever it is? Where is it that you see God working in and through you? So, something else to notice here is that Paul says that, that there's an open door, but still many oppose me. Did you see that? Don't, don't ever think that challenges mean the door's not open. In fact, an open door often comes with challenges. One of the great things, though, about the doors that God opens is, as Revelation 3.8 tells us, Jesus is speaking. He says, listen, that, that when God opens, that there's a door open for you that no man can shut. When God opens up a door for you, nobody can close that door. Some of us this morning, it's possible, are worn out because we've been trying to force something open that God has closed. And perhaps this isn't the year for you to continue to try to force something open, but for you to identify the doors that God has opened for you. How, how do you find these doors? How does that happen? There's this great scene in, in the book of Acts where, where the apostle Paul is, is going from place to place, sharing the love and grace and truth and the gospel of Jesus. And, 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 he, and he comes to this very place. Listen to this, Acts 16, uh, verses 6 through 10. It says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of, of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter, look, look at all these words, Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had preached, uh, called us to preach the gospel to them. Uh, I, I want you to notice two things that Paul did here as it pertained to closed doors and open doors. And this is number one, he kept trusting. And number two, he kept moving. He kept trusting and he kept moving. He kept trusting that God had a door for him that was open. Sometimes we take closed doors really personal. And so sometimes when the door is closed, we're like, well, that's it. God, God doesn't have anything for me. Like, God's done with me, right? Like, I'm just, it's over. It's over now. The door's closed. I guess I thought God wanted to use my life, but apparently he doesn't. I thought God really cared, had this ministry for me, but apparently he doesn't, right? Guess what? God's a really good father. And God actually knows what you need more than you do. And so, so you can trust that, that God is going to open the door that is the door that is truly meant for you. And that the door that God has for you is, the better, is better than the one that's closed 
Okay, it's better than the one you've been trying to beat down. It's better than the one that you've been trying to, to, to walk through. And remember, Paul here is trying to preach the gospel. It's a pretty good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe the greatest thing. So, so when you like read that, and you're like, well, why would God close that door? I have no idea. The Bible doesn't say. Okay? And, and, and God's not obligated necessarily to tell us, right? Sometimes there are good things that you want to do, but the door just isn't open. And, and you don't know why, but maybe God's protecting you. Maybe had you walked through that door, there was hurt on the other side. Or, or, or maybe that door's for somebody else. You thought that was for you, but that door was for somebody else. And if you walked through it, they couldn't. Or, 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 or maybe it's because if you walked through that door, you'd miss out on the one that was really for you and what was better. Whatever the reason is, you can trust that God knows which doors to open. And he already said that if he opens the door, no man can shut it. But, but, but also notice here that it took a closed door for Paul for him to walk through the open one. Right? Like, like, like maybe we ought to take a little time this year and like recognize and thank God for some closed doors. But like what if we did that? Like you know how often like we come to God and we complain about, like maybe I ought to be like, God, thank you for this door that you closed. Thank you for this door that was not open to me because I know you were saving me from something. You have something else for me. So, so we keep trusting. But, but secondly, we keep moving. Paul, Paul is moving and God is directing him as he goes. Some of us want God to, to, to move us, right? Like We're like, God, like, like if you'll direct me, then I'll move. And God's like, no, no, if you'll move, then I'll direct you. Okay? Like, like, like some of us just want to be like, well, I'm sitting right here until God shows me the definite. And God's like, look, then you're going to sit there for a while. Okay, but if you'll start moving, I'll direct your steps, right? Scripture doesn't say that God will move us, but it does say he'll direct our steps. If you want to discover the open doors that God has for you, it takes some movement. You have to take some chance. You have to try some things out, okay? One of the things that, that, that I'll often tell young people, especially as they're asking, like, how do I grow my faith and, and how do I walk with the Lord? I'll be like, try some stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, get out and do some things. Like, like, you can't sit and watch YouTube all day and play video games or whatever and then be like, man, I just don't know why God's not leading me and directing. It's like, no, no, you've already decided that that's right. But if you will move, volunteer, do something with else with your time, serve, give, see what doors God opens and how he stirs your heart. For, for some of us, listen, for some of us, we've been sitting outside of a closed door, okay, that we really want to open for us, and we call that faith, when in reality, we're just being stubborn. Some, sometimes, it's not God's, the door God has for us, it's just the one we want. And, and so, so it isn't faith to stand outside that door, it's just stubbornness, it's just pride. Good question. That's a great question. Well, all right, well, come back to me on that because I, I otherwise I want to go off the rabbit, rabbit trail. Who said that? Somebody in the back. Come, come talk. Hey, come talk to me at the end, okay? Because let me, let me go through here and then I'll come back to that. Okay. So, so I'll say this though in part. So one of the ways though that you can find is, you, is exactly what, what I'm saying here is you keep trusting and you keep moving, okay? 
So like, like the, the reality is, is that God might not have that door shut permanently. It might just be the season that God has that door to be shut. And before you can make it through that door, you've got to go through this other door because there's something God needs to work out through this door that will prepare you for that one. You hear me on that? So, so like so, so, sometimes it's just that we want this door or we feel I'm ready for this. This is for me. This is my time. And God's going like, no, no, it's not that I don't have you. It's just not the time. You're not ready to hold that space. You're not ready to walk through that thing. Or, or again, or maybe you think that's going to be for your good, but I know it's going to be for your hurt. But God, I trust you in that. Now, the Apostle Paul, he, we see this, that, that he kept trusting and he kept moving. And, and by doing that, he ends up in Troas. And, and because he's moving in this place, then, then he ends up in this place called Troas. And, and, and it's there that God gives him a vision for Macedonia. And, and so Troas is not the goal, right? Like Troas isn't ultimately the open door, but Troas is the, is the place that God's going to show him the door. Oftentimes in our life, we want to go straight from a closed door to an open one. Like, we just, it's like, hey, if it's not this one, it's got to be that one. But sometimes God puts us in Troas for a minute, right? Sometimes God has us in this place where he's like, hey, it's not this one versus that one. It's like, I want to keep you here for a minute because it's in this place that I want to show you the door. If you'll let me, if you'll listen. This next year, one of the big questions for you to, to take before the Lord, to consider, to pray, to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in his God. Where are the open doors and where are the closed ones? Show me, lead me in that. Lastly, here's, here's the third big question. What seems important and what is truly important? What seems important and what is truly important? As you turn the page into this new year, this is a great time for you to consider your priorities. God's word tells us again and again that it is easy for us to get stuck in the things that seem important but ultimately are not truly important. Jesus understood this. He would speak to this time and time again. One of the places we find him speak on this is in the Sermon of the Mount. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 and 33, Jesus says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Jesus is saying, look, Food seems important, but you know what's more important to that is the life that that food sustains. Clothes, they, they, they seem really important, but you know what's bigger than that? that? The body those clothes were meant for. Okay? He's saying that there are some things that seem important, but God's plan for you, God's call on your life, his kingdom coming to bear in and through your life, that's what's ultimately truly important. And if you get stuck on some things that, that, are, that seem important, you'll, you'll miss out on the things that really are. But notice what Jesus says here at the end. He says, if you seek first the kingdom, he says, then all these things will be added to you. And, and, and so the, the promise here for you is that if you focus your life on, if you prioritize in your life the things that are truly important, that God will add to your life the things that seem like they are too. Right? It's not that they don't matter, right? I, I don't think anybody, no one in here would be like, you know, ah, oh, clothes don't matter, right? Ah, you kind of need them, right? Food doesn't matter. Ah, oh, no, I'll just, no, no, it matters. It, it's that, that there are first things in our life. 
Now, in order to put the things of God first, right? Like, like if we're going to seek first, then we've got to put the things first that God calls first. And, and, and I don't really know how to do that other than to pursue God in his word and in prayer and amongst his people. And, and maybe for some of you that, that's frustrating to you because you're like, ah, I tried that, you know. Maybe for some of you you're like, like man, I, I've, tried, I've tried to do the scripture reading thing, right. And it's just, it's hard for me. Maybe it's time to try it a different way. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a, a time to try something different. Maybe it's time to, to get that audio Bible, right? And so maybe that's what, maybe it's while you're working out, you put on a podcast or you're doing something, you're, you're on your car drive. You know, there's this thing that's called uh, um, Drive Time Devotions. It's an app. You can use that. It's a 10-minute devotional. That, that you, can, you can say, look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this, I, I'm just going to set this time, whether I'm in the car, so I, I'm going to make this, and I'm just going to let God's word minister to me, okay? So, sometimes we get super legalistic about stuff like that. We're like, well, if I can't do an hour in God's word with a commentary next to me or whatever, I just, I can't do it, right? And it's like, chill out. Maybe do something, <laughs> you know? Like, like, like maybe it's not you got to do all, just do something. Begin, move in that a little bit, okay? God wants to speak to you. And you can hear from him. You can, okay? Like Hebrews 4.12 says that, that, God, that the word of God is living and active. Okay, the word of God. Which is to say that when we come and we open up God's word, that we don't come to a dead book. We come to the living, breathing word of God that is active, meaning that it is effective today. It, it, is, it is inspiring and, 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 and encouraging today. It is for us today. It wasn't for them then. It's for us now. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You don't live apart from the word of God. You live by the word of God. It's like food for you to chew on and digest. It's meant to be in you. Psalm 119, 105, it says that God's word's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So if you're here and you're like, I don't feel like I know which way to go. I don't feel like I know the way. I don't feel like I I have direction. God says, well, open up my word because my word is going to be a lamp for your feet. And a light to my path. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing. Romans 15, 4 tells us that the scriptures minister hope to us. Psalm 19, 8 says that God's word brings joy to the heart and light to our eyes. And so, so, so if you're here and you're like, man, I, I, I just want to be stirred up in my faith. I, I, need some, I need my joy to be stirred up. I need hope to be stirred up. Then God says, great, my word will stir that up in your heart and your spirit. And I love that too, that says, and it gives light to our eyes, meaning that, that God's word re- will reveal things to us that we need to know. That, that, that God's word will, will enable us to see some things about him, about ourselves, about others, about our world that, that are meant for us to know. That, that God's word is going to help us have discernment, is going to help us make judgment, that, that judgments that God's word is going to help us in our decision making and, and as we prioritize so that, so that our life is in line with the heart of God. So, so, so perhaps this is a year to reprioritize God's first things and, 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 and to seek him, right? And, and to pray and say, God, what does this look like 
in my life this year? What does this look like for me to take steps where I'm growing in you? I'm growing in my knowledge of you. I'm growing in my relationship with you. I'm growing in my understanding of you. God, God, God I'm, I'm, I know you better, deeper, more real, more true. How am I going to walk in that? What, what, what is that going to look like? What are, those pri- what are the priorita- priorities that are going to help me walk in that? It, it, which also means then that if I'm going to prioritize some things, that, 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 that I can't say yes to everything. Right? Like, like you, you can't say yes to everything and have any priorities. So, 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 so you're going to have to learn to say no. That, that's hard for some people. All right, all right, let's practice that together. Everybody say this with me. No. All right, let's try that one more time. Feels really good. No. Okay? And I don't say you got to yell at anybody. Hey, can you? No. Right? Like, okay, chill out, man. Um, right? But, but, but. But do you know what no gives you? See, see that's part of the problem. I, I think that a lot of times we're afraid to, to say no be, because by saying no, we're going to miss out on something. Which that could be, it's not like we should say no to everything, but this is why we got to know what the priority is. And this is also why we need to pray and listen to the Spirit. Because here's what no gives you. No gives you focus. No gives you discipline. No, no gives you structure. And no gives somebody else a chance to say yes. Sometimes we just have to know that our no is someone else's yes, right? And you trying to do everything keeps somebody from doing something. You, you can't be everywhere and you can't do everything. And so let your no sometimes be someone else's blessing. We have to sort of like let go of that, that lying spirit, right, that, that of guilt that, that the enemy just loves to stir up in us that, that keeps us from saying no to anything, right, that, 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 that's like holding on to you, right, that, 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 that's keeping you from this place where, where, where like, hey, if you say, like, you're just going to feel guilty and ashamed or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. God has some things for your life, and God has some priorities, and God has some things in this season that are for you, and those are the things you're meant to hold and walk in. Now, and again, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have something else on the other side of that, or that God will take you back there. It's just that this is what he has right now. And so again, I want to be God walking in the open door and I want to be trusting you with the doors that are closed, right? Because I'm going to trust that that, 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 that that door is closed for my good. That door is closed maybe for this time, this season, this whatever it is because there's this other thing that you want to do. And so rather than beating down this door, God, I'm going to lean into you and I'm going to trust you and, and I'm going to walk in the things that you have for me today. Three big questions. What do I need to put off and put on this year? In all these spheres of my life, where are the open doors? Where are the closed doors? What seems important and what truly is? I'm going to have Noel and the team come back up. I'm going to close us. Here's what I'll say, church. Uh, I, I, don't, I do not know. If you ask me, I do not know what God has for you this year. Okay? I don't know. Like, if you're like, hey, could you just tell me, like, what is, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't write out your year for you. Okay? I, I don't know what 2020 is going to bring, but I do know this. Okay? I know that God's plan for you is good. Okay? I, I, I know that his plan for your life is 
good. And that no matter what comes your way, God's going to work all of it together for your good. And if we would be so bold as to, to step towards him, if we would be so bold as to come to God and say, God, here's my life, here's my stuff. God, God, I want to pursue you. I want to know you. I want to grow in you. And, and so, God, what do I got to put on and put off? God, God where are the open doors and closed doors? God, what, show me the things that are really important. If I would be so bold to not just ask the question, but to dare to take a step, you will see God move in ways this year in and through your life you did not expect. And you will have a testimony to tell uh, about the way that God has worked in your life. That, that's going to be one to share, okay? Because God wants to move. We were made to move. And the kingdom of God is moving forward. And we were meant to go with it. So, so, so I just want to encourage you. Again, this isn't like something you're not going to sort all this out today. But as you walk through this year, maybe it starts today. Maybe it, maybe it starts in your quiet time, whatever it is, where you begin to ask God these questions. And, and here's the thing. I, some of you guys like... like Man, I, I can't express how important it is to journal and write stuff down. Like, like some people are like, I hate that. And God's got stuff he wants to say that you're meant to hold on to. This is one of those great exercises. Get with God. Get a journal or something. And just begin to write down what God shows you and reveals to you. Man, I believe that this is for me to put off. I think this is for me to put off. Man, I think this is a door that God's calling me into. This is, this is this openness. Man, man, I think these are the things I really need, that God's calling me to prioritize this year. How can I invest in that? How can I give myself to those things? How, how can I move some other stuff so that I can be about the things God has for me? It's an invitation. And God has more for you. If you guys would, would you stand with me? I'm gonna pray for us. We're gonna close with our praise this morning Father I thank you for today and I thank you for this time and I thank you for every single person in this room God I thank you that Lord, you are so big, so great, so grand, Lord, that, that we could seek you every single minute of every day and never reach the end of you, God, that, that Lord, there, there is so much for us in you. And God, I thank you that you are leading us from, from where we've been, from who we've been into, God, who you would have us to be. And Lord, I pray that this year, that, that 2020 would be a year that is marked by incredible growth in our lives personally, uh, relationally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, Lord God, that we would take steps into the fullness of life that you have for us in you. Father, I pray for anybody here in this room who, Lord, does not yet know you, God, that, that they've heard about you, but they don't know you. God, I pray that, that by your Spirit, Father, that you would just minister your grace and your truth. Lord, that you would just reveal yourself in a mighty and powerful way. God, that, that everyone here would know you. God, that every person here could receive your love. Jesus, thank you for being faithful always. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the cross. God, thank you for, uh, Lord, just your goodness to us always. And God, I thank you that, that even now, Lord, that, that so many of us going through different things, different trials, different circumstances, God, I thank you that in all of it, that somehow, God, whether, whether we can see it, feel it or not, Lord, you are taking those things and you are working them for our good. I pray that you would stir up faith in us to trust you, a hope in you, a joy in you. God, let us grow this year. 
Let it be a year of movement in our life for your name and for your glory. Have your way in us, Jesus. Amen.